Hi guys and welcome back to a brand new episode of Anime Podcasters. Today, I am back with my amazing co-host, my amazing host, Hotshot. How's it going? Hello. I'm good. How are you? You beautiful, beautiful Canadian bastard. Oh, uh, I'm I'm doing very good and I'm actually very happy because we have a guest on this episode. We are joined by Retro Gamer. How's it going, man? Hey, how's everyone? I'm not bad. How are you? We're all doing very well. Redstrom. He's so excited to be here. <laughs> uh, I'm just really tired, so excuse me if I'm not extremely energetic. No, I know you're good, you're good. but that is part of the being on the podcast. <laughs> You've seen the episodes, right? Oh, I've been on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll do what I can, but yeah, too many late nights. You're all well, good, you describe my university to life right now. <laughs> So, ah, college students, how I long to be, but never will. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so I have something I want to get to before we get into the meat of this, of this uh, podcast. Uh, we are be- going to be discussing the classic Yu-Gi-Oh! series, a podcast I've been waiting to do in retro. Wanted to do this when I asked them to be on the podcast, so it all kind of fell into place. We've all watched the series. Some of us are kind of fresh. Some of us are kind of like, oh, yeah, I didn't watch that in 10 years, but I still want to podcast about it. But before we get into that, we have our very first iTunes review. Someone has reviewed the podcast on iTunes, given us five stars. So I want to give a big shout out to Kakashi Dogs and Company from the United States. And they write this on their iTunes review. <clears throat> first of all, they say awesome. He said, or she said, whatever they said, this is my new favorite podcast and I love Hotshot. So thank you so much, Kakashi and Dog, for that review. Dude, Hotshot, you got a fan. I got a fan! And you have nothing. I have, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, whatever. As is the way it should be. This is now my podcast. You will still be doing all the work, but I will be running things. <laughs> wow. Mutiny already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mutiny already, <laughs> right? Um, I don't know. I'm just very appreciative for you leaving that review. Uh, we work really hard on this podcast, and it's crazy. Like, every single time, I'm like, oh, leave us a review on iTunes. Not thinking someone would do it, but someone actually did it, which oh, really helps out the podcast. So what we're going to do from now on, if anyone leaves a review, good or bad, we're going to be reading it on the podcast and reacting to it. Um, so before we jump into this Yu-Gi-Oh! topic, I want to give uh, the floor a retro. Retro, uh, last time uh, we t- discussed with you on a podcast, it was on Cloud9, a podcast we no longer do. Uh, and anime podcasters, obviously, we discuss anime. Um, kind of just talk to us about your favorite anime shows, a little bit about yourself, uh, your experience with anime, and then we'll get into the actual topic. So the floor is yours, Retro. All right, sweet. Um, yeah, I grew up watching cartoons i'm not gonna say pokemon was anime back then because i didn't know it was but and then it grew into like my first actual known anime was naruto and then it just went there i dove deep down that rabbit hole oh my favorite ones would probably be gto that's probably my favorite i'm gonna watch that next month that's my plan is it worth it absolutely i've seen the anime, the live action is just as good. Usually they trash the live actions, but... Oh, no. yeah, live actions have not been very good lately. The the GTO live action is really good. The first one, anyway. Awesome. So, right. yeah, I recommend it. Okay, cool, cool. I'm 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 very excited to look at this, uh, uh, to watch that anime. I'm kind of, I'm going to finish Real Life, and then I'm going to watch that. That's my plan. Um, so, let's begin with Yu-Gi-Oh! itself. Um... 
How did you guys get into Yu-Gi-Oh? What was the first time you came across a Yu-Gi-Oh? Obviously, it was most likely part of your childhood. Um, Hotshot, uh, what was your first impressions, your first experience with the classic Yu-Gi-Oh series that we all have come to love? The first impression I had of it was I actually knew about the cards before I knew about the show. So I actually played the cards religiously when I was a kid. So when there was a show coming on, and I remember waking up specifically Saturday mornings for it, I would be watching every single episode and honestly be just like mindlessly watching, just go totally brain dead and just watch whatever happened. <laughs> right on. I, yeah, like, go ahead. Like, I mean, I loved, I loved the monsters and I loved seeing the fights. And then honestly, after the dueling was over, I just didn't care. <laughs> oh, definitely. Uh, like for me, like the cards were so much fun and I always spent way too much money on the booster packs. I would I'll honestly just, it was that thing where I had that one card I really wanted. And for me, I don't know. For me, it was the Dark Magician. And I thought it was a rare card because yeah. it was obviously Yu-Gi-Oh's go-to card. But it really... Uh, I thought it was super rare, but it turned out it was fairly common. And I never actually got that card. It was my favorite card. So yeah, the Dark Magician was like my go-to card that I wanted to get. Never actually got it. But I was still a big fan of the series. I really liked uh, the bond that Yugi and Yami share, obviously, when he completes the Millennial Puzzle. Um... And I guess it's more of his badass side that comes out because uh, Yugi himself, the, the the young little boy, is quite reserved and quite timid, and you know means well, but I feel is only uh, ready to fight when he transforms into Yami. We we do see those moments where he kind of comes into his own throughout the series, but for me, definitely, uh, I really enjoyed that bond that they shared. Uh, what about you, Retro? Your first impressions on Yu-Gi-Oh? I thought it was a rip of Digimon the first time I saw it. <laughs> how how is that what how i don't know i was a kid and i'm like wait monsters come out of things shit <laughs> this is just digimon it's like digimon then Yu-Gi-Oh, then pokemon <laughs> yeah and then um and then i watched it a bit more got into it and then i started playing like the game boy games and the cards and stuff so it kind of made its own impact i guess it's not a copy digimon anymore well, to me, the it's its own yeah, thing now. For me, the, the Yu-Gi-Oh was never like anything that like Digimon. To me, Digimon and Pokemon were much closer than Yu-Gi-Oh and Digimon. I don't see where I don't understand how you're making that connection. I was like, I can see where I can see where the kind of connection would be, but I will say with UJ in that, yeah, Pokemon and Digimon were a much closer comparison. See, I'm than just Yu-Gi-Oh strange because I, never I saw can them see as where it comes part from. of each other. <laughs> Digimon and Pokemon to me were completely separate. Yeah, but it's way more. It's way more similar. Yeah, but I'm a. I was a weird kid. <laughs> right on. Uh, the differences of people that are half a world apart. <laughs> Pretty much. Right yeah. on. No, I totally understand that. Um, who was your guys' favorite characters? When, as you saw, the, obviously we saw the gang comes together: Joey, Joey Yugi, uh, Taya, and and uh, Tristan. Mine would have had to have been uh, either Weevil. The sneaky little bastard, or Joey? Oh God! <laughs> oh my God! I'm Weeble. not judging. Just Weeble. Just Weeble. Just sends <laughs> very creepy sp- uh, feelings up my spine. Like you no, gotta love his no. attitude, man. I 
I gotta I, love his no, attitude. I hate but his at the same attitude. Time, I I, just... No, no, he throws away Exodia yeah. and everything. He's a cheapskate. Like he is absolutely the worst kind of person. I absolutely hated Weevil, <laughs> which kind of works because he's a good villain. And because of that, he 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 ins- inspires hate within me. I swear. And then when he was fighting against Joey, and he put that parasite car into the uh, Joey's deck to manage to like just to screw with him because he tr- he was trying to win in that whole um, Kaiba tournament and trying to seek the God cards. Weevil to me was always that uh, that villain that wasn't good enough to take the challenge head on so he uh, cheats the same thing goes in the actual Pegasus tournament where he duels Yugi oh yeah I just found him hilarious that's all how is he hilarious though? I just find him just like lackluster um, cheap uh, weak I I don't understand that Uh, it's more of the reasons he does that is funny in a pathetic kind of way it's hard to explain but no uh yeah, it's a toss-up between those two, Joey Wheeler and then Weevil. Yeah, growing up, my favorite character, my definite favorite character was Joey, but then the older I got, it actually started transitioning over to Yugi and Yami more. I feel like Yugi and Yami were the go-to favorite characters, just because. Yeah, yeah just because. Which yeah. I mean, well, the name, now that I'm older. Yugi. Oh, so. Yeah, so I mean, it kind of goes without saying on that one. Just with um with how with how old I've gotten, God no. <laughs> with the older that I'm um that I'm getting, my go to seems to just be like the title character card of whatever show I'm watching. <laughs> but when I was a kid, it was always like a sidekick character. Like I always liked Robin more. I always liked Joey more. I liked Brock more than Ash for a very what small about Misty? time. <laughs> Misty's also a side character in that aspect. Misty is my favorite character now. So well, that's a whole different story. Um, yeah, no, we're not. That's not what this one's about. That's next week. <laughs> <laughs> but t- talking about Yami, I one thing I really loved um, in Yu-Gi-Oh was obviously the uh, rivalry slash friendship slash uh, hate slash love. I don't know how to how to call it, but uh, Kaiba between and, him and Ka- Kaiba yeah, and uh, and and Yami and Yugi, they they really had um, this rivalry that I truly enjoyed. Uh, it was a la almost uh, Goku and Vegeta, where one's always ahead of the other, and one's way more uh, hard-headed than the other, and it, they really don't see eye-to-eye eye on much, but they do come together, and they, 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 they fight, and they... I don't know. That bond to me was one that really made the show worth watching, because you never knew what... Kaiba was so unpredictable to me. You never knew what he was going to pull out of... Yes, you did. You always knew that he was going to get blue eyes no matter <laughs> right. the I wasn't going to talk actual cards. I'm talking about, like, stunts. Like, he hosts his own tournament just because he wants to find those uh, those god cards, right? Or he uh, stands on the ledge of that building in the manga. He's like, Yugi, if you take out one more of my life points, I'll fall and die. Like, he always had those very weird... Um... And then there's also his brother, Mokobo, who... What? Yeah, I like Mokuba. Mokuba was enjoyable. I've always liked Mokuba, but I felt like Mokuba and uh, and Kaiba, like uh, Kaiba, had no respect for Mokuba, and obviously they they grow in, into each other and everything, and they embrace as brothers. But like at the beginning, he was like, "You're not worth being my brother." Basically, was what he's saying. Yeah, I mean, even I don't if know you go with back that, to like Kaiba's in the later debut, episodes, they do go back to flashbacks of when they're growing up and stuff, and I don't know, they seem pretty tight. Growing up, Mokuba and Kaiba definitely had something more than they have now. Because now, if you look at it at first glance, it's like, you are a pest. But growing up, yeah, Kaiba did definitely care for Mokuba. Yeah, well, they, that's all they had. But um... I mean, that just shows that Kaiba has some smidge of humanity in him, but not much. I mean, it was the fact that um, I think 
because they obviously, I uh, from what I remember, uh, Kaiban and Mokuba were orphaned, and so I guess because they were orphaned, uh, they grew a tight bond. But I felt like as Kaiba uh, and Mokuba grew up, they grew apart, right? And Kaiba became this very successful duelist and built his own enterprise. But Mokuba was kind of always in his shadow. Does that make sense? Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, I'll have to agree. To me, I didn't really like Mokuba. I thought he was a whiny little bitch. But um, yeah, I don't know. He, it um, to he, me, to me, it almost seemed like a Trunks and Vegeta kind of thing, where like Trunks was trying to get approval from his upper. And it would just never work. It's kind of the same thing with Mokuba and Kaiba. Trunks didn't complain as much. No, not nearly as much. God, no. But, I mean, it's a different show. you got to tweak something (laughs) so it looks different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to copy my homework, tweak it so it's not obvious. Oh, definitely. Um, But I I don't know. Uh, Mokuba and Kaiba were kind of hard for me to get into. Um, I didn't like the, the, the complicated bond that they shared. I just found that it was over exaggerated too. Um, I don't know. Like there were parts of it that I enjoyed. Like, it was sweet to see them like work together when they worked uh, when they wanted What's to work together. What's your thoughts on Mio or Maya, depending where you're from? On yeah. my, my, oh my god, my. Um, well, I just wanted to finish with uh, with uh, with uh, my Mokuba thought real quick. I just I also didn't like the fact that he just always was his assistant for Kaiba and was just was supporting Kaiba, but I felt like Kaiba wasn't like returning that favor. Um, and when it comes to my. Um, oh my, I don't, oh my, my was a handful, my was a handful, I'm, I, I gotta turn it to you, Hacha, I gotta gather my thoughts, cause my is, was everything, but <laughs> nothing. Honestly, with, with that, uh, character, all I can say is, oh my, and I just have to leave it at that, I honestly hey, I, I, can't I went say front, anything man. I had else. a mad crush on her when I was a kid. Dude, who, whoever grew up with Yu-Gi-Oh, who the hell didn't <laughs> have a crush on her? I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> See? Okay, that's three out of three. So, some people in Australia, people in Canada, people in the States, it was just all around. Yeah, you, I mean, you couldn't. For me? And then watch, we're the only three who ever watched it who still, who have that crush. <laughs> oh my god. For me, my felt like that ally, but, uh, like, it, it was that enemy turned into ally um, story for her. Like, obviously, during the whole Pegasus thing, she's dueling against Yugi, and she's trying to, like, uh, win the ultimate prize and everything, but then, uh, as she loses, she learns a lot more about herself, and uh, eventually, she becomes an ally, and we see during the, the whole Kaiba tournament uh, arc, where she is on their side, and she's trying to win uh, cards, uh, and uh, she's a uh, she's dueling along with the best of them uh to me um i felt like she she pushed that uh how can i say um she pushed the boundaries of the anime with her character the way she approached <laughs> situations and the way she uh would act differently than the main cast yeah she uh, was, was very really sassy. good like she put people back in their place like i okay so i could be horribly horribly wrong here and if i am please correct me she was probably the first female character in the show to actually, you know, put up a fight. Oh, no, she absolutely was. In the sense of... Uh, uh, in what sense of fight do you mean, though? Like, Making actual duels? Because, I mean, like... Uh, like, except for... Except for her, the only other female that I can think of that we had even in the same... Uh, even in the same level was Taya, right? And then... If you compare Taya to Mai, Mai would just like not back down, whereas Taya would just go, okay, I guess this is happening now. And it's just kind of. Mai obviously had her own opinions and stood up for what she 
thought was going on, whether it was her own personal gain or Yeah, no, I'll, more, I'll have to agree with that. Like, a more appropriate to cause. To me... I mean, that... Yeah. Taya was more right. of, like... If I, re- if I remember... Taya was more of an early right. sucker in Team 7. <laughs> like, just there because... So she's useless. Yeah, no, she's basically there because every anime needs at least one girl in yeah, their group. Yeah, that was it. Like, and then she... No, no, she was just useless till the end. Um, she didn't do nothing. Um, but yeah, no, so I'll definitely have to agree with that statement about my... Um, what I also just... Okay. What my brings up to me is uh, the harpy ladies that she would use and how that was basically uh, her go-to the deck. Harpies. Um What were your thoughts on just uh, characters having their go-to cards and characters having their go-to uh, spell cards, trap cards, uh, monster cards? Well, I mean, there, it's it's no different than, like, another anime where, like, they have their trademark move or their trademark fighting style or anything like that. If you have your trademark, it's just part of your character. Yeah, no, it is, but... I, I mean... It's like... Yeah, catchphrase. I mean, my fa- thing, my, f- I mean, kinda, yeah. But I mean, my favorite trademark in the show would definitely be not just Dark Magician with Yugi, but like all the magicians. So like Elder Magician, Dark Magician Girl, and Dark Magician. Uh, like yeah. those my favorite, three magicians. Uh, monster character thing would have been monster character thing. <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah, please just leave it at that. Just, don't call it a dual monster, just a monster character thing. Oh, yeah, please. of course. <laughs> um, would have been. Uh, monster Skull Monster. What's his name? Oh, yeah, Summon Skull. Oh, Summon Skull was so cool. He was one of the only uh, level 6 monsters with 2,500 uh, attack points, and that made him like a pretty like big deal, in my opinion. He was a very strong monster, and one that I feel like Yugi used often. But not often enough, because he's like he's a staple in my opinion, a staple card. He was a he was basically a backup um, for Dark Magician, because I do remember seeing someone's going. Right, right, right. No, I I agree with that. But this wants me. This makes me want to bring up the point that yes, every duelist has their staple cards. Yugi with the with the Dark Magicians, or uh, Kaiba with the Blue Eyes, or uh, um. My with Joey with rat eyes, yeah, or or my with her heart piece. But I feel like, uh, because this is like Yu Gi Oh! and there's so many cards and seasons pile up and pile up, and go- time goes on, like you have to switch up your decks every single time. And I, I yeah, think- because otherwise, your battle tactics are going to be the yeah. exact same, yeah, and then everyone's yeah, yeah. going to know how to beat for you. sure. But I would have enjoyed uh, in myself if, like, you know what, Kaiba, I don't need blue eyes, throws away the blue eyes, finds a new, like, go to thing. You know what I mean? I think that would have been way cooler than just having the same. Like old then he just re then he just redesigns his entire company. So Kaivacor <laughs> just goes down for a little while, comes back up, rebuilt in the style of Karibo. Karibo. <laughs> I just because hell yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but do you guys would you would you guys agree with that? Like, wouldn't it be cool if like instead of always the Dark Magician, we had something else? Well, not just so basically that, like actually I really have battle strategies versus Yugi fight. Uh, oh, the Toonie World the deck. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, the Toon deck was an awesome deck. That that was a lot of variety compared to the rest of the season, and it was also just a constant coin flip because Yugi out, Yugi out, Yugi out. I swear to God, he transformed back and forth at least eight oh, times. Yeah. Oh my God, it was, it was like like I know why. I know why because I talked to a friend of mine about it not too long ago. But at the same time, it's just stop. <laughs> but here's my if you're gonna if you're gonna go back and forth, just like flip. Don't go throughout the entire sequence. With that, how right, important enough. do you think Tristan's actions were in rescuing Mokobo? 
Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't recall that part. But I wanted to ask uh, something about uh, Pegasus, if you guys don't mind. Um, basically, um, I I had an issue with Pegasus in this sense. Obviously, he owns Industrial Illusions, and Industrial Illusions, correct me if I'm wrong, creates all of the cards, right? Correct. Okay. Like, he owns Duel Monsters. Yeah, basically, yeah. he's the creator of the game. And uh, wouldn't that mean he has access to every card ever? Yeah. In a sense? Okay, why the hell do you have copies of each, like, main monster as tunes in that case? Like, that to me lacks so much originality. Uh, I think it was just to separate him from everyone else in the sense of... To me, it sticks with everyone else. You're just copying people's cards, with, but you're just making a Looney Tune uh, version of it. Like, it was che- a cheap, cheap way out, in my opinion. Oh, no, I meant, like, for the creators... They just put that in there to separate him from everyone else. It doesn't separate him. Because otherwise they would have had to make a whole new deck. And then, they, I mean, they had decks for like five generations. They need to keep some, okay, we need a break. Yeah, a little bit they of needed a break the variety. Here. We've been watching a lot of Looney Tunes lately. Let's just go ahead and throw that in here somewhere. <laughs> Actually, I would pay very good money to have like a Bugs Bunny card with like Elmer Fudd's shotgun. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm I think there's a website where you can create your own cards. You can, like, import your own picture and, like, make its attack points and everything. So, I mean, Hotshot, there is a way for you to metaphorically make that happen. I'm sure there is. And now I just want to make the tra- uh, the trap card called Bunny. It tricks the enemy <laughs> into falling in love with whatever card you choose. <laughs> oh, that's, that's nasty. And it's, and it's just the picture of... Uh, of bugs in one of his uh, girl in one of his li- ah, lady outfits. Quite the imagination you got there. I can't English. You've given this a lot of thought, haven't you? I've only thought about it a yeah, lot. I, I can see that. Hey, there's several other cards, but we don't have a long enough podcast for me to go into detail on all the ones I want. <laughs> um, I want. I wanted to bring this up. We obviously like Weevil. All right. We we cover Weevil, but what about like um, Rex Raptor and Mako Tsunami? Like the 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 villain with the dinosaur cards and the other one was a seed deck. Um, to me, those were like just kind of copy pastes of Weevil. They're kind of like the 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 first few enemies we see through the Kaiba tournament, uh, where Joey. This is yeah. this is kind of what it is to me. Like Weevil, Insect, Rex. I mean, come on, Rex, dinosaurs, and Tsunami. A C deck. I mean, it's just like, okay, what can we have that's close to their name that we can just base a deck around? Isn't that an easy way out, in your opinion? Or no, no that's on, that is that's honestly that is honestly out. an easy way out. But then you realize that they did also design each of the cards. Like, I mean, they had they had a basic theme idea for the characters, but then they still individually designed the the cards in the deck. Oh yeah, but I think more of the character development. It's a copyright. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm going to agree with you on that one. Yeah, they had to draw the cards and everything, but at the same time, like, the personalities were pretty much the exact same, if that makes sense. I don't think they had the exact same uh, personalities. Rex, to me, felt like more of a evil, Machiavellic kind of uh, deal. Also, someone who had, like, uh, was easy to rival with. But then, to me... Um, Sorry, um, Mako Tsunami to me uh, felt like he had more passion in his dueling and obviously had more respect for his opponent. Uh, that's the way I perceived them. I don't know about you guys. Bakura was... Uh, I liked him as a nice person, but he, when he got pose- possessed and he got turned evil, Bakura was a douche. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of the idea of being a villain, Jin. I didn't like Bakura. You're a villain, you're a I douche. I didn't like Bakura regardless. 
Uh, no, I thought it was pretty cool. Okay. Okay, how was he cool? Please explain this to me. I don't know, like, uh, when I first watched the show and everything, I thought it was cool. Probably because of just, uh, he was very manipulative. And that sounds bad on my part. But, um, yeah, he could manipulate pretty easily. Well, I mean, that just goes to show that you can enjoy, like, villainous tactics. Right, but, like, that's so simple to me. Like, that makes you cool? You manipulate people? Okay, you're cool? Well, like that's when I was 12, yeah. No, obviously, but... Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Hotshot. No, I'm saying that uh, Retro has a point. Like, if you're just watching it as a 12-year-old kid, you're like, okay, looking for the most simplistic thing, and that makes a character cool in your eyes. And then if we think about it now, then obviously we're going to have a little bit of different opinions. But Retro's the only one who's seen it recently. (laughs) No, but at the same time, I just felt like Bakura... Um, I remember having him having that thirst for the millennial items, and he was really like trying to figure that entire part out in the Kaiba tournament. And I enjoyed that part of him. Like I, I, I think he had this. Um, how can I say? Um, not stamina, but like perseverance uh, when he was manipulated, obviously. But the kind Bakura to me was just a waste of space. Oh, you didn't like him when he was a nice guy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you were saying you hated him as a villain. As a villain, he was. He, there was more to him as a villain because we see him just. It, it's this thing where uh, obviously we have um, Yugi and uh, was it Makura, the evil one, Merrick, Merrick, Merrick. Okay, Merrick and Bakura. That's okay. right. So when there was the whole Yugi versus Merrick deal, okay, we see Yugi obviously slide for red, blah blah blah, uh, and then Merrick, uh, uh, the uh, wing. Winged um, Golden Bird uh, uh, God card. Winged Dragon of Raw. Winged Dragon of Raw. Thank you very much. Winged Dragon of Raw. Um, it, it that's the conflict, right? Source of conflict. Those, it's those two. We, you, you see what I'm saying right here? Like that's the main. Like, oh, who's gonna win against those two? Obviously, Yami's gonna win because it's freaking Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. But yeah. the point is, yeah. Bakura plot armor. Yeah, yeah. Bakura, evil Bakura provides this side story of like, what's this guy about? Because this guy's evil. And he's sort of working with Merrick, but he's also uh, originally one of Yugi's friends. So th- he creates this. Um, what, what's the word? He creates this side story, this complex, he, he, a more complex layer to the overall um, uh, st- plot. And that's what I enjoyed about Manipulate Bakura. As a kind person, he's just added on with Tristan. You know, I feel like um, I feel like I get what you're saying now. Like as a bad guy, he's definitely more of a better character. But as a good guy it's kind of just like what we got when we first saw yugi it's just he's shy he's timid he's just and then, uh, like unsure yeah, and of then everything unsure puzzle of himself piece, like brings out his alter ego kind of thing yeah and then that's when he actually becomes like retro said a cool character a more yeah a cooler character for sure um do you guys remember the character uh, who was uh, really good with the dice game um i'm trying to remember oh god I remember him. I Duke don't remember Devlin. his name because I blocked him out. And there he is. <laughs> Damn it. Did, wait, did you not like him? No, not I at all. I don't what? remember him, honestly. I love the He, he was the guy with like a red headband, spiked up black hair, open vest, constantly hit on the girls. Nope. Nothing? Okay. Good. 
just stay that way. <laughs> okay, I um I really enjoyed another character I want to talk about was actually uh Serenity, uh Joey's sister. And I, I know we haven't talked that much about Joey. We should probably go to Joey first. But Serenity, obviously, this whole situation where she's blind and Joey, the only reason why he wants to actually duel in uh Pegasus tournament is to win the prize money to cure her blindness. Um, very good touch of kindness and sweetness and uh someone to root for. Uh, it makes Joey someone way more uh, to root for way more. What were your thoughts on that whole bond that Serenity had with Joey and just like that whole uh, uh, part of the anime? My favorite... I mean, it just showed me that... Whoop, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. My favorite part would be when they actually do fix her eyes, man. That was like... Not gonna lie, I cried a bit. Uh, that was recently. Not as a kid. <laughs> Honestly, um, and it it sucks that I have to say this, but I don't remember her getting her sight back at all. I just remember Joey going to visit her in the hospital, telling her that he was going to win the tournament for the cash. And I remember seeing the dynamic between the two of them, but that's really about it. But to me, it just shows me that Joey has more to fight for than we originally thought. Like, he's fighting for someone else, not just himself. And that, to me, just made Joey, like, a much better character for me. Because uh, recently before that, that's when my interest in him started dying down and it went over to like Yugi and Yami and then I saw that and then Joey started to win me back. <laughs> to me it made and and the 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 heart of it for me uh, the heart of cards um, for me the thing is oh, it God, made, don't even get started it made on that Joey one. <laughs> a better duelist to me because it gave him a reason to duel more uh, Joey obviously starts out uh, fairly as a weak duelist at the beginning uh, always getting always getting beat like by uh, Yugi always getting beat by his uh, opponents but really when he thinks about Serenity and he's when he reminds himself of why he's here and why he's doing this Serenity becomes a source of motivation and basically ignites this passion he has for dueling um, and I think that's what he does so well uh, versus uh, enemies like Merrick. Obviously, he loses against Merrick, against Merrick by one card. It was ridiculous. Um, it was such a good uh, source of motivation for him. Like I don't know. For me, th- something that uh, gives you a reason to duel uh, more heavily and try harder is always a plus. Oh, yeah. I- I'll have to 100% agree with that. When I was dueling my brother, oh, man, there's snacks on the line. Motivation. Snacks. Honestly, yeah. If you if you have a motivation to win or a motivation to do better than you're usually gonna do, you're gonna do a lot better. If you're just dueling to okay, well, that sucks. <laughs> and no, you're not gonna bring your A game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but going more to Joey, what was your guys' uh, overview of him uh, when he was dueling at first and his bond with Yugi becomes stronger and everything, and he really becomes like. Almost like I say, Yugi is right hand man in a sense. He's, they're like inseparable. Uh, what were your thoughts on? Uh, I liked his never die attitude. No matter how much times he got beat, he kept coming back. So I always liked that about him. For yeah. Joey, like even at the beginning, yeah, like, especially especially like him against Mai. Yeah, but like even in the very first episode where they introduce him, they mentioned like he got his ass whooped like four or five times in a row, and he's still like, "Hey, teach me." <laughs> Know what I mean? Like, yeah, and then the person that he bullied the most ended up being his best friend, i.e., Yugi. Yeah. So. Oh, I forgot that. That's so true. Oh, Joey yeah. Joey was just a horrible, horrible bully to him. Yeah, Joey and Tristan, and I've, I feel like it, it kind of changes it everything. There, there was that whole first season where Yugi's just his first goal is to just put that Millennium puzzle together. There's no, there's very little dueling. I completely forgot that season. 
Man. Probably that's why, though, because there's hardly any duel. <laughs> right, 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 right. But the, the, I just remember that that scene, that, that 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 entire series being so hardcore that it was like almost like not like death games, but like games where like if you lose, like you're gonna like burn yourself or something. Like I just remember this one scene where uh, Yummy came out and he were in a cafe and uh, he had like a coffee uh, on the guy's hand and like uh, some like lighter and there, then there was like fuel on the table. He's like. One choice, and you could die right here. It was like some th- really dark thing like that. I just remember that first season being really dark. I honestly do not remember that. But the, the first season where he actually puts together the puzzle itself, do, do what's your recollection of that? Um, Not much, to be honest. Like, it's just them introducing the characters, pretty much. But they can't just introduce the characters like for like uh, that series went on for a while, you know. It was like you can introduce characters in like five episodes. You you introduce yeah, yeah. So but that's more all I remember from it, like that kind of thing. I don't remember much. So, do you remember any? I I feel like there was some sort of character development, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what's your? You guys are on your own on this one. <laughs> I know because uh, when I watched it recently, I just watched certain episodes and skipped here and there because I didn't want to watch any filler. Um, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> it was definitely one of the uh, one of the first animes that I did watch and it was a big part of my childhood. It was, Unfortunately, though, it was just one of those ones that I watched for a really long time growing up, but then as I grew older, I grew further away from it. So now the closest thing I have is... Another friend of mine um, is heavy into Yu-Gi-Oh, so he brings his cards over sometimes. And uh, the parody series done by Little Karibo and his group. Yeah, I want to I, 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 I talk about that a little bit more towards the end. But uh, no, keep going, sorry. I mean, that's basically my, my only thoughts on Yu-Gi-Oh. When I saw it as a kid, I loved it, but it was just one of those loves that kind of fizzled out and i started getting into uh, more you stuff guys more were growing up with you and everything did you guys have like card tournaments in your local area and stuff as well or i had one uh, i had one go ahead Hajat. yeah um i we did only in school though so like at recess me and a few other my friends would go down um we had like a picnic table by by like the edge of the playground that we would always go to and bring out our cards and we would just have like play stuff oh, yeah. there but other than that not that's really. where i got a lot of my cards from um was like local area tournaments and stuff me and my brother and my mate would just hustle kids out of it you just hustle kids like, out of the we're cards. really good with it because all three of us are like very strategic people so so i mean props to you but retro you are a horrible horrible person <laughs> Dude, that's kind of intense. I couldn't afford to buy cards. I need to get it somehow. I mean, fair enough, but at the same time, I just kind of ran my luck on booster packs. <laughs> I mean, that's like and that was the way to go. They paid off. That was the way to go. It was either get the booster packs or like buy the actual deck sets where it was like forty plus cards or whatever, and then you had like different. Uh, card series like for me there was this one tournament that i went to and it was my very first time uh, ever going to a, a tournament and i had so many cards and at that point i dueled like a bunch of my friends and i was always winning so i had like this big ego over me i was like oh yeah, i'm really good at dueling like i'm really good at this and, like i even made this uh this rank board of me and my friends and i put myself at the top like yeah i'm the guy the best deck i have the best strategy and i get to the tournament and i lost all three games like in a row it was like i got like it was the biggest reality check i think i was like 11 <laughs> years old and i was like 
man, my cards suck. But the thing is, I went to uh, this uh, this tournament and I didn't know uh, the exact rule, so I made myself exactly. I gave myself exactly forty cards, right? I was like, I don't know if I should put more or less. I don't know, so I kind of just made this really whack deck. Like, just uh, I think my best card was like a, a blue eyes in there, and I just had like regular trap and spell cards. And I get to this place, and everyone's got these super rare, strong cards. I'm just like. Oh my god, I'm gonna lose so bad. That happened with me, but with Pokemon instead of Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> but like at the end of the tournament, like the, the the lowest the lowest price was like a single booster pack. So I ended up getting a booster pack. So that was a good deal. As you do, as as I do, right? Um, I just uh to me Yu-Gi-Oh in Canada was so popular. It was part of like uh white TV, and it was very present. And a, a lot, it's like a rite of passage. Like you have to watch this at least once before you can grow oh, yeah, up. Absolutely. Right, right, right. And, yeah, and it really is, like it was a big part of my childhood. It, my my room was covered covered in Yu-Gi-Oh posters, uh, and I really like collected cards upon cards. And I still have all of my cards. And like my parents tell me, uh, and I'll say my friends are telling me, like keep them because they're gonna be like collectors' items later on. Like I have like some pretty rare cards. Yo, uh, with I, that, yeah. I'll have to agree with them. I mean, look at the shiny Charizard in Pokemon. That's like worth a hundred k in today's society. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, these cards are like, and I mean, I don't want to dog Yu-Gi-Oh, but these cards are now becoming antiques, and Yu-Gi-Oh has really just had this, it has, I think it's old enough to have this vintage feel to it. At least, like, the classic series, like, I would consider it vintage. Do you guys agree with that? It's on the verge of that, yeah. If If you're talking, like, only classic, then yeah. If you go anything past that, then no. Really? Like, a GX, to me, almost has a vintage feel to it. No. Really? How come? Why would you say that? Because, I mean, for me, Vintage is like, okay, these are the original. This is what came out first. And then if you have the other series thrown into there, it's just kind of a, okay, it's just kind of more the same thing, just yeah, newer. Yeah, like the so, first 151 uh, Pokemon will be, like, Vintage. No, but... The- yeah, and then the other 999,000 <laughs> after that don't even matter. But at the same time, I felt like with Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, and not to get too off-topic, but it does... It is the series that has the closest bond to the classic Yu-Gi-Oh! my sense, where, like, these are, like... I mean, that... that- yeah, that I'll back you up with. I mean, hell, and that makes even it shows feel, up in it. And that makes me maybe not as vintage, but like it gives it a bit of a vintage vibe to it because of that specific concept. It has a kind of it has that kind of feel because it does in its own way kind of resemble Yu-Gi-Oh feel, but to me it's still not going to be vintage. The only vintage one is going to be the classic. Fair enough. I, I think I think we're we're nearing vintage though with GX. In my in my opinion. It's two to one here, so you're wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, Retro, what, what, what were you saying? Yeah, no, I I agree with Hotshot um, in that aspect. But what I, what I want to ask is, Hotshot mentioned earlier that, like, you watched it on Saturday mornings, right? I did, my yeah. Question so is, did like, I. Because obviously different countries have different showtimes and everything. I used to watch it every weekday, not on the weekend, like, before school. So... I got to see five different really? episodes a week. Yeah, I got one. Oh, uh, I was just wondering how. It was and it was on you. my one. It was on like one of my two days off where I had to wake up early <laughs> to see it. No, uh, I would tape them. It's not I would fair. actually tape the actual episodes, like VHS tape, record and like watch it, and then like watch it back like a bunch of times and like fast forward through the commercials. I did that with Power Rangers. Yeah, well, see, when I was, when I was growing up, I was afraid to even touch the remote control. So, <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. But yeah, no. So I felt lucky about that. 
after hearing that it's only on weekends for hot shit. Mm. I mean, not for me. It's it's the same deal. Uh, but um, I just I wanted to maybe uh go through like the last two main characters here a bit more. Um, Tristan, uh, give me your th- your thoughts on Tristan, guys. Uh, I'm curious to know. What you I honestly think. don't really have anything on Tristan. Like, if anyone, I have things on Yugi and Joey, but with Tristan, even Taya, and the rest of them, I really don't have anything. So, do, were they filler to you? Tristan, Kinda. definitely filler. I would completely agree that Tristan was filler. Okay, he was, cool. He was, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were expecting a disagree? I was, yeah, because you've been doing that this entire podcast. <laughs> I don't know. So. I just obviously we have different. Whenever thoughts. me and Retro have a point, you're always like, "No, think about it this way." But now that you're saying, "Yeah, okay, I'm with you guys." Okay, yeah, so, it's caught me a little off guard. <laughs> what? You're agreeing with me? What is this? <laughs> but, Are you uh, okay? Do you need sleep? Are you drunk again? Uh, What's going on? Um, basically, Tristan to me was like that. Uh, him and along side Taya, and I'll get a bit more into Taya. Um, I felt like he was just there because he was just there because he was Joy's buddy. Like he was moral support. You know, come on, you you could do this, but it it ended there. Yeah, I mean, he gets caught uh, that one the on their way to the the final tournament in uh in uh, Kaiba where uh he loses a duel so he gets like mind control for a bit and that's as useful uh, as he gets for the opposite and that's the only role they really give him. Uh I did not enjoy him as a character. I did not understand why he was there other than just moral support. What about you, Retro? Yeah, I 100% agree. He was duller than an empty store stomp. Like there was nothing there. What does that mean? What is what uh, a store stomp? A what, door what is that? stomp. Like, something that stops the door. <laughs> Come on, Jaden. I'm in the States, and I picked up on that. Sorry, sorry. I think it's the Skype call. Uh, but for me... I, so what? He he just... He, he held, held the door of success? Like, I don't understand this. I just... No, it means, like, he had nothing... He was hollow. Nothing there. No storyline, no personality. Oh, no hollow. Okay, that makes a lot worse. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so Canadian. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm glad one of us finally said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Taya, uh, for you guys, I, I, is it the same um, deal? Taya is just like a, a early sucker. Yeah, Taya was honestly just so the group had a girl character and obviously would fall in love with the edgiest of characters on the group. So she was in love with Yami and then didn't even show Yugi like a bat of an eye until like but- Yami was disappearing. I think she's the first who notices Yugi versus Yami because at first they're like, "Wait, Yugi seems different," and then it's like, "Well, I'm Yami," and then they get used to it. I think she's the one who kind of like brings it up a a bit more. Yeah, but at the same time, like Yami still has to say, "I'm Yami," this Yugi kind of thing, and it's like, ah. Yeah, but that's kind of like left me in the dark for a while. Yeah, but I'm just like. Guys, this is very obviously not the same person. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think they at all. A lot of them were like clueless up top uh, it's like what do you think happened why do you think when you, whenever Yugi dueled he somehow got two feet taller his voice got way deeper and he suddenly got skilled at the game <laughs> skilled at the game this is obviously not the same well, guy no, he was still yeah. skilled uh, just not that skilled yeah yeah, yeah yeah well that's what I'm saying even more skilled no, definitely. Uh, I'm going to start wrapping things up here because it's getting late uh, on uh, my side of things. Uh, I wanted to ask right. two more things and then, uh, like, final thoughts. Um, so the first thing, um, this whole shadow game thing that was introduced in Yu-Gi-Oh! Where if you lo- you lost, uh, your soul was basically... You die. T- t- yeah, basically, your soul was taken away. Um, I mean, it was 
it was a pretty cool. I actually really enjoyed that. I thought it was uh, it put the stakes way higher in the game, and it kind of just brought out like a more serious of that, side of it. But towards the second half of that kind of season or era or whatever you want to call it, it got really dull because they just ran out of ideas. Yeah, I mean, I think that like with all the other aspects that were going into it, like. If you remember in the earlier seasons, like, uh, Yugi's grandfather was trapped in a card or anything like that. If you take, like, all aspects like that, it works perfectly fine on its own. There's no need for a shadow game. Like, if you lose the game, you die, as opposed to you lose the game, you can't progress or anything like that. And it's just, like, I get that Duel Monsters was a thing, like, in Egyptian times, and this is, like, if you lost, you did die. But it's just, to me, it just felt like a pointless thing to bring back from it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. It, it lost its Fair, fair criticism. Fair criticism. Uh, and uh, before we get to final thoughts, I want to ask this. What was your guys' deck when you were growing up? Like, describe your deck to me. Um, I actually am very interested. I had a lot of trap, magic, and defense. Very strategic. I just straight up had a lot of monsters. <laughs> I actually had a lot of the trademark monsters, so I actually had Red Eyes, I had a Blue Eyes, I had Dark Magician. I actually did have all five pieces of Exodia. I guess. I would oh, I would have lost a lot. Yeah, I did lose a lot. I think I lot I won like maybe two games my entire time. Yeah, because with a deck like but that I had you don't have any cards to bring out your other cards. Yeah, yeah I no, I had one Monster Reborn and one Dark Hole, and I think that was it. <laughs> Do you guys remember the card so White Hole? Those. Do you guys remember White Hole? What? It was like, it counters Black Hole? No. No, I didn't even hear that it one. It was, like, that card is literally only, can only be used if Black Hole is, is activated. Where, like, it counters it, like, it nullifies uh, Black but, Hole. Like, I used, well, I'm glad I no used, one had that on for me. For example, like, well, if, if all I was Hotshot and I had a deck like that, I would have had a card that um i forgot the name of it but it lets you change your hand and you discard a few like cards into the graveyard and stuff because then i would have used hopefully if i got it i would have used the reborn boom there's there's your beast well in my defense i was like six or ten so i just picked cards that look cool i didn't read the effects uh to me like my my deck was this i had a uh like if I had to like describe like the forty cards I had, I definitely had like all my monsters minimum attack. If they were four star, they had to have eighteen hundred attack points. Like you could not have seventeen fifty, like eighteen hundred <laughs> minimum. And then I had like two uh, or three uh, two thousand defense uh, 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 cards. And then uh, I would have a couple of sacrifices, and then just like a bunch of those fire um, um, spell cards that just lowers your life points, like one after another. I would just stack my deck with those, like that, because the point was just to lower life points. So I just had a thing where like I want to lower your life points as quickly as possible. And then I had like some like eight, level eight, uh, and I had like one ritual summon and a bunch of traps and spell cards. That was basically my setup, uh, kind of basic, but like just more of an offensive thing with, with a little bit of defense, but still a good like background. Mine with the was like spell a... trap card. Offense, defense. Like the defense was good, but it was also an effect card. So, like you know, if it's if you get flipped after defense mode, something happens and all that. I was. I, I didn't have any like effect. Uh, my deck was a landmine of tricks. So. Right, right, right. No, I, I hear you on that. Uh, I don't know. Like my, the weakness to my deck was like there's not enough nef- effect cards. So like people with uh, that had monster cards with effects, like I usually screwed me over. Quite a bit. Yeah, like I said, me and my me and my brother used to hustle a lot of people for cards because we couldn't afford to buy them. So, yeah. 
I honestly think you guys would have talked me out of all of my cards. Just like, mm-hmm. hey, you haven't won a single match. Why not uh, see what we can do? With homie has fi- like that. Homie has five pieces of Exodia and hasn't won that many matches. Like, come on, you have the best setup, Hotcha. I don't understand you. Well, I mean, I had all five Exodia and I did have one God card, but I had no idea how to use it. <laughs> oh my God, you've had a God card? Yeah, I had Slifer. You had Slifer and you didn't know how to use Slifer. Dude, I was ten. <laughs> Dude, I a ten year old. No, no, no. There's a there's a thing called Google. You can read at ten years old. No, you had a guard Dude, card. Dude, I didn't have internet when I was. Yeah, 10. You, didn't, <laughs> you didn't have internet. I had a PlayStation One when I was ten. I had I had internet when I was ten. Well, you're also older than me. Yeah, but like, oh yeah, I, okay, fair enough. I don't know. To me, like the guard cards, like if you had a guard card, you were like you were like a big deal. Like I did not want to duel you. Yeah, but then I lost it. <laughs> oh, I remember the story. I remember this. You told me this before. I I don't want to go back there. Okay, so final <laughs> thoughts on Yu-Gi-Oh! What do you guys think about Yu-Gi-Oh! Final thoughts before we close out this uh... podcast. Obviously, you've discussed your thoughts, but it, would you recommend this series for someone who's never watched it? How how important was it to your childhood? Just give me everything you, you've loved and hated about Yu-Gi-Oh! Alright, Retro, you want to go on yeah, first? sure, why not? Um, would I recommend it? Probably depends if like if you got nothing else to do. <laughs> oh, that's such a bad recommendation. I mean, oh. I mean yeah, it's like eh, it's good if you just want to kill time. <laughs> or am I recommending it to a kid or someone like my age? Cause... Just your just your th- final thoughts, man. Don't you don't have to recommend it if you don't want to. Oh no no, uh, to a kid I absolutely recommend it. To someone my age who's like almost thirty, um, yeah, if you got time. All right, I can I can. Um, Fair enough. As for how it impacted me, I don't know. It gave me a lot of good memories with my brother and my neighborhood, other neighborhood kids. So I guess that's a good thing. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Was that it? Yeah. No, that's it. Okay, hot shot. Uh, Jaden, you or me? Uh, you. Me? Yeah. Okay. Um, I would definitely recommend this to someone growing up because to me, Yu-Gi-Oh was a, di- a big part of my childhood growing up. But, again, for me, it was one of those ones where I was obsessed with it for a bit. And then as I grew older, I grew further away from it. I did eventually go and watch GX, and that one I actually did finish. But for uh, for classic Yu-Gi-Oh! for what it's worth, it is good to watch and grow up with. If you're older, there are things to take away from it, but not nearly as much, I feel. And... Honestly, if I watched it or if I didn't watch it as a kid, I don't really think I would have missed anything. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, for me, um, I absolutely loved this anime growing up. Um, I fell in love with it, and th- to me, the fact that it ha- was an anime and it was also a game just is what did it for me. And um, it was a strategy-based games, and you really had to build your decks, and you wanted to be like Yugi and Kaiba, and it just it brought my groups of friends together and it made made, I play with my brother all the time and I really really thought it was just a a great uh, never before done kind of uh, that kind of uh, um, anime slash game but uh, as I grew up and I stopped uh, watching it and stopped playing it I kind of fell out of it obviously and I I felt like it was now looking back uh, upon it I feel like it's just it's childhood it's nostalgia that's what really grasps at me when I think about it but it also reminds me that um, it was it was good entertainment it was quality anime and it's it's a series that I heavily recommend to any of you Um, and I really want to do a rewatch of the first season with like with little dueling because I think that series from what I recall of it is uh, it really developed the characters we really saw uh, you. 
cookie grow and everything. So yeah, retro. With that recommendation, if anyone's looking to where to watch it, it's on like the whole first six seasons or something are on Netflix. So yeah, definitely. So go over to Netflix, and we're not even sponsored. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, so let's let's close out this podcast. Um, Retro, thank you very much for coming no on today. Thanks for having episode. me. Yeah, a bit of a shorter episode, but very appreciated. Yeah, always a pleasure. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. I, I mean, I promised Retro like uh, four months ago you'd do an episode, and like finally I got you on it. Sorry it took so long, but I'm I'm glad you uh, you were a guest. Yeah. You were, come back anytime you want. No worries. Yeah, I, I, I was studying too much anyway, so <laughs> couldn't do much. Give you a quick break. Sorry? Yeah, uh, it gave you a quick break from studying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So let people know uh, what's been going on with your channel. Are you busy? Are you uploading? What's been going on with uh, your channel and uh, your projects? I've uploaded for a bit now due to my study. I've spent like my free time. I just play games to relax instead of like worrying about commentary. After I finish a few more assessments, I might do a couple more streams and stuff and start uploading again. But and my study obviously comes first, so. No, I completely understand. And if people want to watch your streams, where do they go for that? Uh, it would just be on my channel. Which is what? So people can find oh, it. Oh, shit. I don't know. I, give me a second. <laughs> you don't know your channel? Uh, it's at Retro Gaming Randomness or something. Okay, Retro Gaming Randomness. Go over to his channel and go subscribe and go support him on his streams. Um, Hotshot, please uh, let us know where we can find you on the internet. Are you even on the internet? Do you have the I'm internet? I'm right here. Do you have internet? I'm always here. Do you have internet? I have internet. I would like to believe I have internet. All Do right. I pay for it? Please. That's another question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, you guys can go ahead and find me right here on Jane's channel, as always. You can also find me on um, my channel, which is Hotshot Ginger. You can find me on a third channel that we have in the works called Nostalgia Brothers. And you can find me on Twitter at Caution Ginger and... I believe that's everywhere you can find me. I don't think I'm anywhere else. Are you? Are you Nowhere guys... that I've left footprints on, anyway. <laughs> are you guys going to do streams on Nostalgia Brothers, your gaming channel, or are you guys just going to like be posting Let's Plays? It's going to be a Let's Plays, like a, a Game Grumps-inspired Let's Plays. Right on. Because I was thinking about this the other day, Hotcha. I know like how you said like uh, uploading and making like videos constantly isn't your thing. Why don't you just do live streams? Because you could do a live stream once a week, and you're just gaming, and then you're done, and that could be your video for the week kind of thing. Have you actually considered streaming? Truth told, no, but hearing it, I actually might start doing it. That's why I transitioned into streaming more, because it just took too much time to record, edit, worry about commentary without... And everything else. So just, like, stream, just, like, one one go and... Yeah, and then it also works better with commentary, because you've got actual people to talk to instead of, like, just your computer screen. So fair enough. And I actually might um I actually might look more into that. So I'll keep you guys posted on if anything happens for that. And I just want to throw this in real quick before you start, Jaden. Of course. I, I know we were joking around with the uh the types of comments and everything else that we got with the review, but in all seriousness, guys, thank you for leaving that uh review for us, uh Kakashi Dog Company. It actually really did mean a lot to Jaden and me to get a five-star review and someone say that it's their new favorite podcast and that they love at least one of us. So, <laughs> sorry, Jaden, maybe you'll be complimented in the next one. 
but it really does mean a lot. So thank you sincerely for that. And for sure, I, I was telling this to Hotshot, like I, I, it was maybe like six podcasts in when he started hosting. Like, I was like, we really like have good chemistry in this podcast, and we just you you just fit well here, and it just works so well. And I mean that review is the ultimate proof that like what I was saying is true. Like it just it meshes well, and you're like you're you're in your environment here, like uh, Hotshot. I think. Like a big thank you to you for hosting this with me. It would it would really not not be the same without you. It really wouldn't. And I appreciate. I appreciate you. that for sure, man. And, though I do know I do find it funny how you say I'm in my element when we talk about anime, and I'm probably the least knowledgeable person about anime. But that you're you know. literally <laughs> proving that you don't need to know that. Like if you you don't need to know that much. I mean, if you have a good idea and you're able to like argue your point or disagree or be entertaining, which you are an entertainer. That's literally what you are. It works. It works. You have the, the you have the elements. Okay, I'm just gonna take this and yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. <laughs> I'm just gonna agree, and I should probably plug my stuff. Out, uh, I'm just gonna agree in which you say that I am awesome. I'm not gonna argue against it. So I'm just the third what are you wheel talking about? Here. I That's suck. All. Continue. <laughs> hey, sometimes tricycles need third wheels. Okay, <laughs> sometimes a bike just wants to be a trike. Sometimes. <laughs> That's right. Um, so uh, I would just like to uh, to mention that all of the artwork from for anime podcasters is provided by GoPro Keo. Uh, go follow him on Twitter at GoPro Keo. Give him a DM if you, he's on open for commission. All of your artwork, projects, animation, whatever you need, GoPro Keo is super talented. His rates are very affordable, so please go check out uh, GoPro Keo on Twitter. And if you want to, if you guys want to follow anime podcasters, you can do so on Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play iTunes, YouTube, uh, and we're just everywhere. So go subscribe to the podcast. Leave us reviews. We will read them in the next episode. And you can follow me on Twitter at Giant Music. And you can also hire me for any audio project on giantmusic.com. I am open, available for freelance work as well. So that's going to be everything. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Anime Podcasters. And we will see you in the next one. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye.